When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the Ohio State Buckeyes are just about ready to start the second half of the season. They've got an opponent on tap that they have been dying to play since the last time they met, but things did not go Ohio State's way in Iowa City five years ago. It's the Ohio State Buckeyes and the Iowa Hawkeyes. We're previewing uh, this weekend's game. Thanks for joining us here this morning on Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Thanks for making us part of your stop as you follow the Ohio State Buckeyes here in 2022. We're grateful for your support. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Craig Heisen. If you're watching live with us here on Friday morning on our YouTube channel, we'd love it if you comment along the way, and we'd love to try to answer some of the questions you bring in uh, if you're so inclined. If you missed us live, that's okay, too. Maybe you're listening after the fact on one of our audio platforms Uh, You can find this podcast wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts. We're available in the Apple Store and Google Play. You can find us on Spotify and and lots of other places, too. But uh, the best way you can support the show is by subscribing to our YouTube channel and hit the notification bell so that when we go live, you know we're live and you can support us and, and, um, you know, participate in the shows. That would be really great. We appreciate the, uh, the help there. uh, Craig, we, we've got a a Kirk Ferentz led team that um, has, really polarized the fan base coming to Columbus right now. Um, they, I mean, for, for Ohio state fans that have been gearing up after the off week, fans are probably pretty darn well aware at this point that Iowa's defense has been very good and they continue to be very good. Um, I, I think it might even be fair to say that offensively they've hit a new low. There are 131 teams that played division one college football, 131. They are dead ass last. In in total offense, they are worse than UMass. They're worse than Colorado State. They're worse than New Mexico State. They're worse than Temple. They're worse than Colorado. This offense has been terrible. They've scored seven offensive touchdowns in six games, and they have only moved the ball 1,433 yards total in six games they've played. I mean, Ohio State probably – They almost got that in the game. (laughs) Um, it's it is unbelievable how bad their offense has been and I don't know how to try and wrap my head around why Iowa has put themselves in a really really tough spot I I don't want to go on a soliloquy at the beginning here I want your thoughts but the idea that Kirk Ferentz has a 42 million dollar buyout and that because of the nepotism clause at the university his son, who's their offensive coordinator, technically reports straight to the athletic director, but he's not going to get fired, and Kirk's not going to get fired because nobody's writing that check there. It, it, it's it got to be infuriating for Hawkeye fans right now. 
If I'm a Iowa fan, I'm absolutely pissed that that at this situation. They've been wasting good defenses for years. This defense uh, that Ohio State will see Saturday is very, very good, but it just gets overshadowed by how bad the offense is. So there's not that Iowa is going to win a national title by any means, but they have the one main criteria to do so. There's only been two teams that have won a national title that didn't have a top 25 defense, and they were led by two legendary quarterback seasons in Auburn and um, Cam Newton and Joe Burrow at LSU. So Iowa's offense is – there's just nothing nice you could say about it at no, all. No, I mean, look, man, they, you know, their, their season opener against South Dakota State, they beat them 7-3. to three. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, they, they played – and granted, the weather stunk. You know, their, their rivalry game against Iowa State, a team that they have beaten up quite a bit the last few years. They lost to Iowa State 10-7. to um, they beat Nevada, who was really bad, 27 to nothing, and they beat Rutgers in their Big Ten opener, 27 to 10. Mm-hmm. They they lost to Michigan in a fairly tight game. I, I don't know. I mean, JJ McCarthy's first road start. There's probably a lot you could play into that. You know, they they did a good job stopping the run that game. Um, 27 to 14 the final. And, you know, you've got an Illinois team that I, I don't know how much credit I'm ready to give Illinois yet. I, I know they're nationally ranked now. I know Illinois is kind of in the driver's seat in, in the Big Ten West, which is weird and hilarious. <laughs> That's and, weird to say. And yeah, just kind of hard to wrap your head around that anyways. Um, that they, they held Illinois under the season average of points allowed per game. They were They were averaging only 10 points per game being scored against their defense. They held Illinois to nine. And lost nine to six. Um, I I don't know if I've ever seen a college football team, and maybe my memory isn't great, but I don't know that I've ever seen a team with this kind of disparity. Again, 131 teams that play college football. They are 127th in rushing. They are 120th in passing. They are 126th in team passing efficiency. They are 126th in scoring offense. They are 124th in third down conversion. They have not converted a fourth down all year, dead last. Um, They have the fewest first downs in the country. They have 80 first downs in six games. On the flip side, they have the number seven total defense, the number three ranked passing yards allowed defense. They have the number three ranked scoring defense. They have the number two ranked pass efficiency defense. I, I their special teams continues to be very good. It is just unbelievable to me that they are essentially wasting a team that should be able to beat most teams around the country in a game that's predicated on offense if they had a freaking clue what to do with the ball when they had it. I, I and on offense is brutal. It is. And on offense for them, it's usually something they can at least hang their hat on. They might not have the skill players that the rest of the Big Ten have, um, especially Ohio State, but their their line's not the typical Iowa line. They're they're giving up the most sacks in the Big Ten. I think that's where Ohio State really gets after Spencer Petras this weekend. Michael Hall sounds like he's fully healthy to play. Um, probably see JTT get his first sack since the past couple of weeks, they've been sending a lot of plays into the Big Ten saying, hey, he's, he's getting held on all these <laughs> plays and they're not calling it. So 
the refs will probably have an eye on that. They'll probably we'll probably see our first holding uh, flag on on the uh, right tackle this week for Iowa. But yeah, they're they're even their bread and butter of a good line. Their line's just really young right now. They'll probably end up being very good, but right now they're not. Um, and the on defense, they they do mention all the accolades this defense has. They they're number one in the country in not allowing big plays, so anything over thirty yards. And Ohio State leads the country and plays over 30 yards. I think they have 24 on the year. So that's that's one thing to watch Saturday. That someone's got to give there. That. Yeah, no, I appreciate some of the comments already this morning. Sue and David, good morning. Yakov, thanks for checking in. Sue says, I'm interested in watching how well our offense can perform against a good defense. That's about it. I think there's a lot of people that are in that same boat. It's like, okay, you know, what is it about this Iowa defense that's been so good? And and have they been that good only because they haven't played an electrifying offense? Maybe, um, but I would argue that their defense has done this for a long enough period of time now where you, you can't say, hey, poor, small sample size. Um, for a long time, they were generating a boatload of takeaways, uh, a lot of interceptions. And, you know, is that scheme, is that – you know, the, the right talent, the right personnel? Is it just the way they would confuse uh, opposing quarterbacks? I mean, it seems like it's kind of the perfect blend of a lot of things. I, I say all of that to to look at Ohio State and say, look, they're, the Buckeyes aren't completely infallible. I mean, anything can happen. But I am as confident in Ohio State's ability to move the ball on anybody in the country as I am any offense in the country. And so, yeah, I, I am also really looking forward to seeing, okay, this is supposed to be a really good defense. How does this Ohio State offense match up against it, given that they've got, you know, six games behind them? Sounds like the Buckeyes are, are getting much healthier. Ryan Day said both Travion and Mayan uh, are going to be available this weekend, so that's obviously good. We haven't gotten official word on Jackson Smith and Jigba, but um, it sounds like he was moving around pretty good at the Woody Hayes Center during practice this week. I, I would hope that he is available. I'm sure he wants to play. Um, let's cross our fingers that he gets in there. But even if he doesn't, I mean, Ohio State's wide receiver room has proven that they can beat up on most teams. So does C.J. Stroud have enough time to throw the football? Because if he does, he's going to find open guys. That's just you, – you can't man cover long enough – against Marvin Harrison or Emeka Ibuka or Cade Stover uh, if, if you want to have a long-term successful game plan. Yeah, Marvin Harrison said it best this week. He basically saying that you're going to double one of them. Good luck trying to cover the other guy when they get right. Jackson Smith and Jigba back. So um, one last thing on the Iowa defense um, is I would love to sit in on a defensive meeting that they have just to see what their players are saying. Like, hey, guys, we've been playing great all year. But man, if we give up ten points, we're going to lose. <laughs> so, like, well, that's mentally, totally like mentally, what a challenge that must be for Iowa's defense, knowing that they cannot literally give up two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's. I mean, that's got to be like after a while, man. That's got to be mentally debilitating. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think, I think they know the kind of team that they're going to play against this weekend. Now, that shouldn't, like, strike some great fear into them. They shouldn't just, well, let's not show up and even try. you got to go play, and you never know what can happen. But 
I, I have to believe in my heart of hearts that even their defensive leaders are sitting there going, we're going to play as hard as we can. I don't know how we're going to score enough points to win this game. Uh, they'll never say that publicly, but deep down, like you it's kind of have in the back of like that's, that's got to be there. Um, I, I want to talk about a couple of the defensive players in particular. Riley Moss is a very, very good player. And I'm a little surprised he hasn't been quite as good this year as we've seen in the past. When you've looked at Iowa at all, I mean, does anything jump out at you about Riley Moss as, as you know, arguably one of the top defensive players in the Big Ten? He is, and, and obviously Jack Campbell. Um, Campbell the other one, right. Yep, Campbell being the other one, midseason All-American. Um, I mean, those two guys make it all go for that defense. And, I mean, Iowa, Iowa has some guys that Ohio State wanted on defense, so – I'm interested to see how those guys play. A couple of them don't get in a whole lot, but um, yeah, they have they have some very good players on that side of the ball. Xavier and Wonkba is uh, obviously the big name that jumps out there, and and he it sounds like he hasn't played a ton during his first year, but a safety that the Buckeyes really wanted, and frankly, that was a massive win for Iowa. You know, to to get a five star in state kid to stay home. Is a big deal that hadn't happened at Iowa, maybe ever, but certainly not in a long time. Um, you know, there's no reason to think that Iowa's defense can't continue to be the staple of their team, but there's also no reason to think that you should run a program with the the mentality that like, hey, we're going to be defense first, and and not also have a really good offense. Like you can't you can't just do that. Um, I'm looking back at the series history. I mean, obviously, the last time these two teams played, right, is is stuck in everybody's mind. Um, that was as tough a day as an Ohio State fan that we've had in, in a long time. November 4th, 2017, uh, the Buckeyes got stomped, 55-24. I realized there were several interceptions. There were, there were defensive touchdowns in that game. Um, Ohio State had not given up 55 points in a game since 1994, and I'm pretty darn sure they haven't given up that many points in a game since then. Um, that was a, a bad day. But when you look at the all, like the all-time series record, Ohio State is 45, 15, and three. So they've played 63 times. But of those wins for Iowa, they basically all came 1962 and earlier. From 1963 on. Iowa has only beaten the Buckeyes five times and they've played more than half of the games in the overall series uh, since the early seventies. So it would be hard for me to count all of these, but um, Ohio state has won, I would say at least 30 of their 45 games uh, the last, you know, 35 that they've played them. Um, Iowa, has only beaten Ohio State twice since 1992. They won in 2004, and then obviously in 2017. And while it's fun to look at the series history and all of that stuff, you know, the reality is it's not about the teams that played a long time ago. It's not even about the team that played five years ago, even though a lot of the, the coaching staff was, you know, was here for that game. Um, it, it is a little weird to me, and we mentioned this on Wednesday's show. It's weird to me how infrequently these two teams have played. In the time that Ohio State played Iowa two times ago, back in 2013, the Buckeyes have played Wisconsin nine times. 
and and beating them nine times in a row. It's like Iowa. Yeah. Iowa seems like they play Penn State almost as often as they <laughs> right. play teams in the Big Ten West. Right, uh, right. Keep dodging the Buckeyes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I know I know a couple of the games got canceled. One was the COVID year. I think they were supposed to play Iowa. And then the other time it was when Nebraska and Rutgers joined and they realigned the the divisions, um, which hopefully that can be a topic for a future show. But hopefully the divisions are going away. Um I know a lot of people say, hey, we don't want to ruin the rivalry with Michigan. At this point, the Big Ten West is so bad that the Big Ten championship game is honestly just a waste of time. It's it's the discrepancy between the two divisions is at an all-time high. Um, but, but yeah, the uh, you would like to play Iowa more. It's a good test defensively um, to see how well our offense can perform against a top-ranked defense. But yeah, they just don't seem to get Iowa on the schedule, and it's going to get only worse when USC and UCLA come. So, I uh, I saw a couple of interesting notes um, that I definitely want to bring up. So, first of all, to your point about Iowa's uh, punt team, they're they're pretty good. They're ranked 12th mm-hmm. in the country. They've always taken a lot of pride in special teams and have have often been one of the best special teams units in the country. So, not not a huge surprise that they're good on that part of the game again. Um, but just, just some, some interesting discrepancies here. So Iowa's last 300 yard passing game was November 23rd, 2019. The Buckeyes have thrown for at least 300 yards 21 times since then. Ohio state has thrown 101 passing touchdowns in that span. Iowa has 25. Um, and I mean, it's, it gets even worse than that. Like you, you talk about the length of drives and, and the ability to sustain drives. I mean, think about, think about what we were saying after Michigan state where the Spartans, I I mean, I know they got boat raced, but didn't they kind of do exactly what they needed to do? They pinned Ohio state deep inside the 10 yard line three times to start drives to make the field as long as possible and try to make it difficult. They just couldn't stop Ohio State's offense. I kind of expect that Iowa's defense is going to have some situations again this week where they've got a lot of field behind them because they've typically been able to punt the ball pretty well. Well, Iowa has five drives this season, five where they've gone at least 60 yards Ohio State has four games 
with six or more 60-yard drives in a game this season and have totaled 29 drives of at least 60 yards. Even more than that, Iowa has four drives this year where they've gone 70 yards. Ohio State's done it 26 times. Um, it's so, one of those yeah. things that they, you got to decide what you want to take away because you have to make Ohio State one-dimensional, which is very difficult to do. But even if you do that, say you want to take Stroud away, it's probably not going to happen with how well he's playing this year in the receivers. But uh, you do that, and then, I mean, Mayan Williams is leading the nation in yards per carry. So, like, what do you, there's not much you can do to this offense right now to really slow them down at all. Like, I've seen a lot of stuff uh, in Iowa um, reading up on, on them this week. Like, hey, Notre Dame held them pretty good. Well, that's, you kind of have to discount the first game of the season. There's no preseason, obviously. You're trying to figure out what's working, what's not, new pieces on the field. So, you can kind of take the first game for what it's worth. Since that, since that game, the last, the last, um, I think it's four games, Ohio State is averaging 54.4 uh, points a game. So since that, let me rephrase that, since the Notre Dame game, 54 points a game. So there's not a whole lot of things you can do to slow this, slow this down. I know, granted, the opponents, Arkansas State, Toledo, aren't the strongest, but um, still, it's I don't know how you slow this offense down right now with the way they're, they're rolling, and they're just going to get stronger when Jackson Smith and Jigba comes back hopefully Saturday. I just checked the the line on the game, and I wanted to it's double check 30. it. Well, I wanted to check it because it, it it left me scratching my head a little bit. So it's it's a thirty point spread. That doesn't necessarily stun me, but it's a it's an over under of fifty, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder if somehow they think this game is forty to ten. Is that, yeah, is that exactly. kind of what yeah. we're looking at? And I I guess. Ohio State scoring 40 points certainly feels realistic. And I guess Iowa scoring 10 points is possible. Um, I don't know how they score that touchdown, but I I guess that that over-under is okay. I would be inclined to set it – like if if I'm betting on the game, I, I guess I would probably take the over, first of all. I think betting the under on college football is a death sentence. You just, I would, I would never do it. But Ryan Day, right now, and you probably know this answer, but he's got 44 games as head coach. How many times has his team scored 40 or more points? Um, what would you guess? I think I know it, and I can't remember, but it's it's something in the upper 20s. 31 times. 31 times. They have scored 40 or more. That is just an insane stat. So that yeah. you can basically book it that Ohio State is going to score 40 points in a game. I, I mean, mean they 31 do, right? 44 is just insane. Um, so one comment I saw come in from Dave that we made, we all, the special team struggles this year are well documented. Um, the chip training experience has not gone as smoothly as I know both of us had um, thought it would go. Um, so what do you think about Dave's comment there, putting JSN back there, allowing, allowing him to return punts again like he used to. Yeah, I guess um, I, I love the idea of making sure Jackson Smith and Jigba gets the ball in his hands because he's an electrifying playmaker for sure. My, my hesitation only is that if he is – if he's not 100% healthy, 
but still somehow convinces the athletic training staff that he's a go, do you really want to put him back there in his very first game? Like that's, that's where my hesitation is. I, I think the violence that can take place on that specific play, the kickoff, it's part of the reason you don't see as many returns anymore. And, and with the strength of kickers legs and with where they kick the ball from, a lot of times you don't see kick returns uh, as, as often, at least as you used to, because guys can get hurt more easily on plays where they're running full speed at each other. Personally, I am a little more protective. If I'm Ryan Day, I'm a little more protective of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Part of the reason why I love Chip training back there is because he's thick and he's fast. Um, but he's he's physical, and I feel like he can absorb contact maybe a little better than Jackson can. Now, that's not to say that Jackson is going to get killed. Um, he's been a really good returner, and I, I love watching him in open space with the ball in his hand for sure. But I'm personally just a little bit – I'm a little bit hesitant to do that. Frankly, I would rather see Chip Trainum returning punts than Emeka sometimes because you're right, David, it has been – Quite an adventure uh, at times watching a Mecca return. It, it, it has. I don't know. It has. All right. Uh, final thoughts here as we uh, kind of put a bow on, on our preview. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a big day for Ohio State. I think I got it at 45 10. Um, I think Ohio State, the only way Iowa really scores, I think maybe a turnover that they get a quick touchdown. I don't see Iowa going on long, the long drives. You hit on. They don't have many of those this season as a whole. Um, Ohio State's defense has been great all year. They've had the bye week to prepare for Iowa. So I don't anticipate Iowa having an offensive explosion out of, out of nowhere. So 45-10, Stroud, I think, has a big day too. Um, and I think Mayan Williams gets the majority of the carries uh, with him back fully healthy. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I think he turns into kind of having a Trey Sermon like Ron this second half of the season, I think he's going to be the guy to carry him down the stretch. Not that Travion um, can't get it done. I just think they're going to, they're going to keep feeding mine a little bit more, but, uh, but big day. And I think I'm excited to see uh, Ohio state's D line get after uh, Spencer Petrus. We, we hit on earlier. Iowa's line isn't, isn't the typical Iowa offensive line this year. So um, looking to get maybe a couple of turnovers, strip sack fumble, something like that uh, this Saturday. Would love to see that for sure. Uh, admittedly, I love your score. Just to be a bit different, I'm going to say 45 to six. I'll say that Iowa kicks two field goals instead of scores a touchdown. Um, but 45 10 is a pretty good looking score too. I could certainly see why people would think that uh, that would make some sense. Um, I I think Ohio State is going to present challenges to Iowa's defense that they have not seen this year or in recent years. I'm just not totally convinced that Iowa has seen an offensive attack this powerful and this deep. Um, it's not like Ohio State can only throw it or only run it. We've seen the Buckeye offensive line play very, very well this year. They've they've proven they can be physical in moments where they want to be physical. They, they pretty much have limited C.J. Stroud's, you know, uh, ability to get hit it's it's pretty much mitigated you know he I don't think he's been sacked in a game more than one time all year if he has it hasn't been more than twice for sure 
Uh, but he just doesn't take a lot of hits because the offensive line has given him a lot of time to throw. And now we're talking about they've already done, you know, they've played Notre Dame. They've played Wisconsin. Uh, I know they had a couple of, of wins over some some non-conference teams, but by this point you can't say that they haven't played nobody uh, unless you're Desmond Howard, I guess. He, he doesn't like Ohio State's schedule. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> but, I mean, look, I, I, I think Iowa's defense is going to struggle a little bit. I don't think Ohio State is going to hang 50 on them. I think that might be a little bit uh, overreach, but I have a hard time thinking Iowa is going to hang in this game at all. Um, we'll see. But I, you say 45-10, I like 45-6. So we'll see how it uh, see how it shakes out. We had a lot of coverage for you planned, and we really hope you'll uh, you'll join us along the way. We will stream tomorrow the post game press conference as always, uh, and we'll have our instant analysis show live after the game is over as well, so that. Uh, we can give you our live immediate post-game reaction, and we can uh, interact with you as well. We'd love to hear your comments post-game, so I hope you'll join us for that. BuckeyesNow.com for all the latest. Thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel. We appreciate your support that way. You can also find this podcast wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts. For Craig Heisen, I'm Brendan Gulick. Thanks for hanging out this morning and uh, looking forward to seeing Ohio State and Iowa finally after five long years of waiting for these two teams to meet once again, the Buckeyes and Hawkeyes. We'll be back at it. See you tomorrow.